today um introducing the homie coop daddy coop. i'm not calling you daddy nigga did you fuck? say big daddy k <laughs> okay it's daddy coop <laughs> <laughs> i don't see why niggas have a problem i'm not niggas be saying big daddy k but i can't be, <laughs> but i can't be daddy so we got the number one catfish on instagram <laughs> Nigga, we posted all them pictures and shit. Yo, shout out to Kodak for making this nigga look like a supermodel and shit. Kodak ain't the only one. Oh, shit, that's right. Celine, who else? Nah, I got um, Kodak, Black Tex, Linda Eugene. Black Tex, Linda Eugene, yeah. Linda Eugene did some good shit, too. Natasha Nicole. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Um, Mino from Oprah. Oh, damn, yeah. Um, A lot of dope photographers out there, man. Doing good work. Film me, nigga. I'm ugly as fuck. Film me, nigga. Give me some good shots. Anyway, today is October 7th. It is a hump day. Long ass day. I'm so fucking tired, man. I was sitting here waiting for this nigga to get ready. I passed the fuck out on the table. I'm so tired. Good God. I'm tired. I get paid, nigga. (laughs) What you been up to, Coop? Yeah, man. Trying to hold it in the road. I was just looking at that Get Payola album. It just hit a year old. Yeah, that was uh, almost a month ago. It hit a, um, hit a year. Hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. Time just went. Phew, dropped gone. an album in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah, man. And it was a dope album, man. I love it. Yeah, it was. I really wish we could have um, had a chance to tour that thing. Yeah. Ain't no tours going on right now. I don't know, niggas is performing, niggas is out, niggas is out here. I'm not going over there to that show, man. To, to every nigga touching the same microphone, spitting on the microphone and shit. Hell nah, man. Hell nah. I don't. So, I, niggas is definitely out here performing, um, <sighs> performing and doing shows. Nah, uh, traveling. Um, they definitely out here. Nah, I, I'm good on that, man. That's so crazy, man. Like, uh, uh-uh. uh. And it's been, you know, it's been a minute since I performed. And after not performing for a long time, you realize, man, for what? What the fuck am I performing for? For the same 20 people that keep seeing me every day? Every, every you know, three weeks, every time there's an event, it's the same 20 weeks? 20 when we was performing, like, that shit was, <laughs> that shit was, you speak, it was live. Um, yeah. Last I'm, time I performed was February, February, February last year in, uh, in Baton Rouge. Hmm. Marcel that brought us out. That was a pretty good damn, pretty, pretty damn good show. Um, that was his last shit in Baton Rouge, right? Yeah, I ain't touched the stage since. That was the last time that uh, Marcel performed in Baton Rouge too, right? Nah, nah, oh. nah. He, um, he performed there earlier this year for his, uh, his farewell, his farewell, um, his farewell event. Mm-hmm. You went to that? Hell no, I ain't, uh, I ain't even nowhere. 
wish I could have been there though. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But yeah, man. Um, yeah. Mm. Well, we have the homie Coop here, and he's been doing music. He used to do music as Jay Coop, and one of the first projects that I saw was a picture of him standing on the porch with some overalls. Yeah. Called Pimp Tight Player. Yeah. Now, what is it with this pimp shit? That y'all niggas in the South love so fucking much. I think it's beyond niggas in the South. I don't know, man. I was in New Jersey, and I never heard... You know what? When I was from, a lot of people was talking about, like, kung fu movies and flicks and shit like that. But I really never seen anybody, like, watching black exploitation films, talking about pimping, hey, talking about... been around no goddamn, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> you gotta be... You know? It's just... Because I, I, I know... I, I really... It's a lot of niggas I know that from, you know, from the South that's not, you know, they, they, they're not into black exploitation. That was just some shit that I gravitated towards. Yeah. Like, and, and black, toys, black, black exploitation films are, are beyond, you know, the pimp shit. Yeah, yeah. But pimping was probably one of the bigger tropes for the main character. It's just some interesting shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just like anything. It's, you know... It's just some int- interesting shit. It's, it's just some different stories, a different lifestyle, some shit that, some shit that you're not used to doing. Um, yeah. So to hear somebody tell these stories or to see these stories put on the screen, it's just like, you know what? That's some, that's some interesting shit. Like, mm-hmm. just the transactions, the stories, you know, the conversations, um, the, the money, language, the, the la- you know what I'm saying, the yeah. language, the, the clothes, money, the money. You know what I'm saying? That shit is. It's infectious, yeah. um, and that's just with anything from you know niggas is pimping, niggas is that's gangsters, niggas is hustling. It's just you know just that that street shit is is it's just fucking it's interesting as a motherfucker, and that's why so many movies and books and and shit about it because that shit is it's just it's just different. It's just different. The way I saw it, it was at one point the coolest thing to be, or one of the coolest. Well, things you gotta to look at it like you know what I'm saying you were. A nigga with a big bankroll in your motherfucking pocket yeah. surrounded by women, like, you know what I'm saying? This shit is... Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. That shit is... That's, that's some aspiring shit. Cut this shit out. <laughs> well, I feel like at some point, it went from being the coolest shit ever to being, like, kind of like a caricature. Like, oh, a pimp is a cool thing, and it looks cool, and it's a cool thing, and now it's just like... Uh, a costume that people just wear for but Halloween and some shit. They just make fun of everything, though. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, but as far as the, you're more into this than I am. Um, the real world energy about pimping is more. I I, I heard someone say that uh, hustle and flow was one of the most accurate depictions of a modern day pimp in Memphis. It's not glamorous like that. It's freezing. It's nah, and this shit ain't. Nah, of course, you know anything. Shit ain't. Even, you know, even with being a rapper, it's just like, you know, you see one thing, but you doing what you doing, being an artist, you know. Yeah. The shit ain't always gonna be goddamn glamorous. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, nigga, this shit is hard. Yeah, yeah. Like, shit ain't always sweet. Hmm. You know, you got this and that going on, but nigga, you still gotta be doing this and that, and you know that shit can take it. That shit can take a toll. Hmm. So. Hmm. So, who are some of the uh, prolific pimps? I know that you had a song. Iceberg Slim. Iceberg Slim. What was it about Iceberg Slim that he made him special? Phenom- he had a phenomenal story. His book was... He had a phenomenal book. I like, think that I heard a story about Pimp, the movie, the book Pimp that he wrote. 
Yeah. Uh, where there was a story about a young woman that he pretty much tricked into. Well, how does it go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She uh, was ready to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He um, but he what he did was he made up a story. Yeah. To keep her um, basically to keep her around. Hmm. Um, he made it seem like she killed somebody. Um. What she really didn't. Um, and. And it made he made it seem like he took care of the problem, and I guess you know that, you know that made her feel like you know I need to stick with this nigga. Hmm. Hmm. One last one last time, for the check check check. Cocked out. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So, the the manipulation tactic of the whole thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's wrong. Yeah, definitely. But that's what, that's what his that's what this book the book wasn't a book it wasn't a manual about pimping it was just pimp it was a, it was a, a sto- story it's a story of my life you know I've been through this and that and in the end my resolution is I realize my my wrongdoings and you know what I'm saying and whatnot like it's a it's a it's a it's a phenomenal book hmm. um, that that one and Malcolm X are my uh, probably my two favorite books uh, the Talking about the autobiography of Malcolm X, as told to Alex Haley, that book. Yeah. So what does that have to do with Pippin? I didn't say it had anything to do with Pippin. I said those two. Oh, are my just favorite, as far my, as books in yeah, general. My favorite okay. book. Um, no, Malcolm X was never a pimp. Right. So there's Iceberg Slam. Who else? Um. Oh, there's um. What's my What's my dude's name? Fillmore Slim. Okay, Fillmore Slim. What's with the Slim? What does that What does that mean? Why do they go by Slim? What is it? <laughs> what does Slim you have know, to do? At one point, I was calling myself Dad, Daddy. Before Daddy Coop, I was Daddy Slim. <laughs> so what does the Slim have to do with Nigga, the... do you see me? Oh, skinny. So anyone who's skinny is slim. Or, <laughs> or, or well, you said the, the other one was uh, Big Daddy Kane. He's fat. He, he's not fat, but he's a tall guy. Or he's really big and he has a big presence. You know, nigga, it's just, you know, it's just neighborhood shit, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Black folk shit. Slim, slick. <laughs> Flacco, <laughs> this nigga. <laughs> bones, skin and bones. Bone, yeah, bone. Um, so people like, um, so in, as far as like the connection with pimping and like uh, modern day like um, culture, um, it never really became too popular. And then Snoop Dogg uh, uh, adopted the whole pimp uh, I, mentality and started Snoop, doing the too dress. Short. Too short, yeah. Ice tea. Um, and Snoop, but out of all of them, I think Snoop probably was one of the bigger ones who made it more mainstream to get the long curly locks and wear the big furs and have all the women around and you know have his uh, you know Ma- Bishop Magic Don Juan walking around with him everywhere they went. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do you think? I mean, I, we know what, what why white people why, why people like it. They like it because it looks cool. It's interesting. You can make money, whatever. What do you think um, about the women that are involved in it? What you mean? What I think? Are all of them just under some type of control where they just like, or, or do some of them? Choose to live this life, and this is the way they want to live. I think most of them, all of them choose. Well, not not all, because but but you know.
you know, players get chose. Uh, it's, I don't, you know, it's just, it's some shit you just not gonna understand. The only person, only people who gonna understand a pimp and a hoe is a pimp and a hoe. You right, know what I'm saying? Right, That's right. just, you know, you gotta be in the shit to, to understand the so shit. So it's just a relationship, an agreement. It's like, you know, I'll go do my thing, you'll take care of me. Basically. So, whenever they did this, they took all of the money or some of the money? Nigga, they took all the money. They Every, take all the money. And in exchange, the thing is, I'm going to give you food and housing, and I'm going to take care of you. And I'm a man, bitch. I'm going I'm 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 to protect you. I'm going to manage and protect what's going on. Okay. So, fast forward to... 2020. 21. Well, it is 2021. I don't know what the fuck is going on. What year it is. <laughs> Fast forward to 2020. Is I thought that the idea of the pimp was out of the question anymore because Maybe your job is pimping. You. If se- if you're in the, the sex, pimp, the, the shit is is it's yeah. ingrained. You know your job is. Well, I meant the, the the symbiotic relationship between the pimp and the hoe. That's so. what I'm saying. Your job is pimping you. They're sent, they, nigga, you're doing the work, no. and they're getting, and they making a profit and giving you a piece. No, no, I'm not talking about pimping in a metaphorical sense. That's not a about, metaphor. That's real. I'm talking about sex work in general. Okay, you talking about sex work? Okay. <laughs> um, how it has evolved, where people no longer need a middleman. They could post some kind of on on platforms or. But on, they do that, like like, the, but they get involved with that shit. Like, I've seen people the, like, that... The, like the back page shit or, yeah. or even the shit with like they be managing girls who be having like pages and shit. Like, so like a, like one guy has five girls that do OnlyFans and he, you know, manages all their pages at once or some shit like that? Basically. So, Nigga, I know you think it, but you probably, you can't do it. I know it's No, like, no, I'm not thinking about doing it. Like, huh. 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 That sounds, that sounds so like, like a space to film. Okay. Um, <laughs> but nah, um, not like I'm thinking about doing it. But yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. Um, yeah, it's interesting. But do, do you think at this point it's no longer something that is considered... Um, like 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 it used to be a, a, a underworld occupation that was considered something that was um, somewhat um, favorable, but now at this point, it's something that nobody really cares for, nobody really admires anymore. What do you mean? Nobody cares for it. I mean, as far as criminal activity, uh-huh. the pimp. Is he's still a figure that is present and prevalent in modern day sex work? Yeah, but he doesn't wear like a big hat and fur coat. Not all the time. It just you know it just depends. You know times change, style change. Um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know some pimps wear a motherfucking suit and a tie. Like I say, your motherfucking the the the, the, own, the CEO of your job. Yeah. You know, nigga, it's just you know you got one person controlling the shit, making the money. You got another motherfucker working. That's just. But yes, yeah, that's the way of the world. Yeah, stepping out of sex work, we talk about uh, prostitution and things being the oldest thing, oldest occupation occupation in the world. Fast forward, you talk, now that we're stepping out of sex work, there's a lot of things that operate in the same manner of prostitution. Yeah, basically. So pimping ain't dead. 
Stepping ain't dead. Niggas just scared. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. Oh, shit. I don't know, man. I wanted to talk about that because I was interested in that one particular thing, and I and I never heard you in particular in specifically talk talk about it. Um, I gotta keep making sure that this thing is connected. I think it might just be that my headphones gotta shorten it. Yeah. Um, I wanted to hear you talk about it because I've always noticed that you've embedded that some of that in- imagery into your work uh, in music. But it's not; it hasn't become like the main identity. It was kind of like a side character, or just some, you know, side quest that you guys chose to do to, you know, to play with that with that idea. Because, um, like, I was looking at people like uh, 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 Kimi Casanova, which is one of the few people that still kind of do that shit. Um, and he did a song with Fleetwood, and it's about that same, you know, black exploitation, trying to bring back that aesthetic and that stuff, you know, back to the forefront. And, it, and people like it; it's really cool. It's really uh, aesthetically pleasing, mm-hmm. um, but it's very few and far between. It's not as much as prevalent as it was, like in the in the early '90s, going into the 2000s. You know, um, but there's still a niche market for this, though. People still are interested. I don't think, it's, I don't think it ever stops. Cause niggas have been talking the same. <laughs> rappers been talking the same pimp shit forever. Um, it just might. It just might. They might look different, but. Niggas just niggas still talking the same shit, man. Hmm. Hmm. Niggas they talk talk talking the same shit. Ain't shit changed but the weather. <laughs> well, a lot of things are changing on a regular basis. What um have you been watching, listening to? What have you been interested in, in the past couple of days? What's been on your on your mind? What's been in the forefront? Uh well shit. I watch interviews every day. Um Watch interviews every day. Yeah, when I see you, when I came in here, you were watching a boozy interview, huh? Yeah, I watch interviews every day. I like, um, I like to hear niggas talk um, about whatever uh, they like or what they views. Um, you know, that I, I like. You know, that's my that's my shit. Hmm. Um, like damn near every book you see down there, all, damn near every book down there is autobiographies. autobiographies. Hmm. Not every book, but damn near every book is an autobiography. Hmm. Well, like that's my shit. Like, I like to. Well, you can. I yeah. like to see people's perspectives, um, their life, how they navigate it, and you, shit like that. You can learn a lot from people's life stories. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know if you mind talking about what you went through, um, but you had a pretty interesting life up to this point too, man. You were in the military. Yeah, I done did a lot of shit. You went to Afghanistan? I did. Fuck, dude. Do you want to talk about that or no? <laughs> it was straight. It was shit. cool. It was cool. All right, so you spent how much time in Afghanistan? Uh, shit, like nine months. Nine months? Yeah. Did it seem like it went by fast, or were you like, was it like just dragging on? Time, time is time. You know, looking back at shit, you know, you feel like, well, damn, it, shit went by fast. Uh, I don't know while I was over there. It was, it was, it was straight while I was over there. You know, um, I found a lot of ways to occupy my time. Like what? Getting high? <laughs> I wish. Uh, no, nah, I didn't. I didn't. I, I wasn't getting. I wasn't getting high, or um, 
or drinking while I was, I think I drank one time when I was overseas, but that was after we left Afghanistan. I was like in Kyrgyzstan or some shit. Hmm. Um, nah, I may, I think I may have had some, some little, 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 little taste when I was in Afghanistan. How old were you when you were out there? Shit, yeah, probably about, um, goddamn, uh, probably about, I was thinking I was like 25. So when you joined the military, you didn't think that nine, that 9-11 would happen. That shit like came out of nowhere. Nigga, what? I wasn't in the military when 9 11 happened. Oh, nigga. Oh, shit. You were in high school. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> so you voluntarily joined the military knowing that we were in a war in Afghanistan? Yeah, I volunteered. But you didn't know you were going to be put um, de- deployed? I volunteered for the deployment. Damn, bro. I wanted to go. Hmm. Damn. I was in, my life was, I wouldn't say it was in shambles, but I needed fucking money. <laughs> Like, I went to basic training, and, um, you know, I found out the unit was, was going um, overseas while I was in AIT. Yeah. I was like, shit, nigga, sign me up. I'm ready to go. Okay. So, when I got home, I got home from AIT in, like, August, September. And, shit, I was, going, I, was, I was headed out to Afghanistan in February the next year. So, you trained August, September, October, November. Damn. Like, four or five months? Yeah, something like that. Um you were ready to go. Yeah. So what was your position when you were out there? You were just like guarding lo- locations? I was an uh, engineer. I was oh. a um, power generator mechanic. Oh, dope, dope. Yeah. So any crazy shit happened or you? it was just kind of like... Nigga, you want to ask me if I killed chill? somebody? Nigga. That's usually people's questions. Yeah, I don't care about <laughs> that. Nah. <laughs> you, you got some bodies, nigga? Nah. I was going to ask you like... like did they ever see people like IDs getting blown up or like wild shit or like were there ever any like panic moments? I don't know, man. I say what I what I, what I always think back to is it's, it was kind of like um, it's just kind of like living in a bad neighborhood. You know, you hear mm. you hear gunshots and shit. Um, yeah. You know, stuff over there. You hearing bombs and whatnot. But you know, at first it might shake you up a little bit, like what the fuck. But yeah, you know, eventually you just get used to it. Um, it's just like you know, whatever. Um, mm. Like when bombs and shit used to go off and the alarm and they sound the alarms like you're supposed we were supposed to come out of supposed to come out of your um out of your room like we had like you know what a connex is it's like um like a little tent or something nah not a little tent <laughs> it's like one of them you know the big ass containers that be in like shipyards hmm. you know what I'm talking about yeah yeah no, the don't. big barrels right it wasn't no fucking barrel it was. <laughs> Like shaped like a rectangle. Okay, what what about it? You ever seen the wire? No, nah, I never saw it. What? <laughs> this is called the Late Bloomer Podcast, nigga. There's like ten things I have to watch nigga that I haven't never seen. Never seen the wire. Nigga, I never saw the wire. Look up a shipyard. Okay. Yeah, computer, shipyard. Or look up Connex. Okay, Connex. Okay. So what was you? What was the point of you telling me about it? What what happened with the Connex? Saying that's what we stayed in. We were staying in Connexes. You were staying in a shipping container. You were living in a shipping container. Yeah, something like that. Oh yeah, something like that. Let me tell you something. My someone that I know that was really interested in um, doing this, uh, cutting it, like, into, yeah, it looked like those. into a little house, yeah. yeah, yeah. But she actually wanted to live in a, a shipping crate house that was a combination of a bunch of different ones of these uh, attached to each other. That were, that's how there, was, there were different rooms and shit. Mm. But you guys just had the one. Yeah. And it had a door on it. Yeah. So there was no, like, air or anything. It was hot as fuck in there. Nah, I think we had AC in the bitch. Oh, shit. 
Okay, so a shipping container. So what were you saying about the shipping container? What? You know what I'm saying? That's what we stayed in. Like, you know, you be in your connects. You yeah. know, I might be in there playing video games or watching movies and shit. <laughs> Alarm goes off. Yeah. You're supposed to leave your room, but after a while, it's just like, I'm not going out there. Um, you know, I turn my lights off, lock my door, mm-hmm. and I sit in that bitch and continue doing what I was doing. Or, you know, it'd especially be good, especially be great, like, you know, we wake up in the morning, got to get up and go to work and shit, but you hit an alarm, it's like, you know, nigga, I'm about to sleep in. <laughs> so anytime that an alarm went off, that meant, like, some shit was going down and you got to be yeah. prepared. Hunker down. Yeah, basically. Hmm. Hmm. So now that this whole thing is over, do you think that it was worth it? Do you think that we accomplished anything out there? I really don't know what the fuck. Uh, I ain't go out there for that shit. You, I went, you went out there to just. I went out there to make money. Make money. Um, yeah. I ain't go out there to hurt nobody or none of that shit. Nigga. I went out there. To, I went out there to make money, hmm. um, and that's what I did. And I, you know, I, I'm, I'm here. I, I'm, I'm back home. So you come back home from the military. You get right to work. Uh, or you do like military stuff, like um, reserve stuff, where you go out and. I went police to, shit. When, when I went, when I got back, I started. Um, I went. I started college. So uh, the, they paid for your college. Yeah. Oh, dope, dope. Yeah, pay pay for your school, pay, and they pay you to go. Uh, they pay, you know, give you a monthly, a, you know, a monthly amount. Hmm. Um, this whole time, uh, you rapping? I had stopped rapping. Like I put out. I had put out pimp type player, like right before I left for basic training, and I was just like, I ain't doing music no more. I was just like, fuck it, um, I'm just gonna focus on this shit, or focus on whatever, and just get my shit together. But um, you no, know, I got back, and I was, um, I was fucking with, uh, I was work, I was, I was living in South Carolina, but I was still, you know, I was working with, um, I was sending truth beats. Um, you know, beats and shit I was coming across. Yeah. Center Truth beats. And I was coming back and forth to Atlanta. Um, sometimes I just watch I was set like I was even I was setting up shows for Biv and Truth. Um and you know, I was driving to Atlanta just to see them niggas perform. And, you know, through the midst of that we started um working on that Losers Win Again album. Yeah. And yeah. that's when I started back fucking with the music. Mm. And uh, you know, we made that album. I ended up coming back, moving back to Atlanta. Mm. I stayed in South Carolina like six months. Ended up moving back to Atlanta. Mm. We uh, we dropped that album. And after we dropped that album, I um I started working on my own shit. Then you came yeah, out with the good, uh, good day Atlanta. Good day Atlanta. Yeah. Damn. So now you're back in it. You're doing the J. Coop shit. You drop some music. When do you get in touch with uh, Good? And how do you? Well, I was always in touch with Good. Like Good is. Has always been instrumental. Um, good, you know. Good had beats on Good Day Atlanta. Um, he mixed. He, he mixed Good Day Atlanta too. Um, right, right. But well, when did you guys decide? Hey, well, we know. had always talked about working on a, a project together, and we finally started work, working on it. It was like I think it was. Was it the end of 2015? I think we started working on it. Hmm. Or was it... 
know. So you had an idea to do a group project, but you didn't have a name. We were just we were a group project. We were just gonna work on the EP together. Yeah. Yeah. And then it turned out to be an actual group. Well, not yet. We was just gonna, you know, we was just it was just a collab at the moment, and we, had, you know, we had decided to call it, uh, call the the album Pimp not Pimp Type <laughs> Paid in America. Pimp Typed in America. Paid in America, and yeah. then, um, you know, we started traveling and performing and shit, and, um, you know, then we said, well, shit, we gonna call, um, we gonna call ourselves, uh, Paid in America. Paid in America. Yeah. Hmm. And then the 3Ks. Yeah. That was already the original idea, Paid in America with 3Ks. Yeah. And was that a tribute to anything that you had already seen, like some Ice Cube shit or something other shit? Like, nah, niggas, just niggas living in America. <laughs> <laughs> did you uh when you were in the military did you experience racism? Um, not directly. I don't hmm. know if a motherfucker was trying to be away. Ain't nobody ever said no shit to me directly. Yeah. yeah. Um mm, but no, never nobody ain't ever just said no out of the way shit to me. Hmm. Um not no white boys. Um I think that people always say like, well, once you guys are in the in the same unit, that it's kind of like you guys are brothers. And no, shit. not really. I didn't fuck with it. I like a lot of them. I didn't fuck with like <laughs> at, at all. Um, and I used to bark on a lot of them, but <laughs> nobody. What I'm saying is nobody just nobody ever said no wow out the way shit to me. Yeah, not yeah. not no racist shit. Right. Um, I don't think nobody's ever. I don't think anybody's ever said no like wow racist out the way shit to me. Yeah, like never. They may have done something that was... You mean like in your entire life, not just in the military. Right. Hmm. They may have done something, you know, try to sneak some shit that I didn't catch, but nobody's ever just said no yeah. overtly racist shit to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but even though um, we've never... Well, most people have never experienced bold, out-of-touch racism, like just straight up in your face. Right. A lot of us experience the, the effects of... Yeah, 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 I've been pulled over for no fucking reasons, and mm-hmm. I've been fucked with, the, fucked with by the cops, like, a few times, um, mm-hmm. you know, shit like that, but ain't nobody ever just said no, no shit to me, not like that. Mm-hmm. Well, do you have anything that you're doing right now that you wanted to talk about? Anything that you want that, that you want to promote or market or tell people that you're about to do, or you just trying to you just kind of chilling right now and focusing um, on you know other things. Yeah, I, I am doing other shit, but um, you know, shit. Follow me on Instagrams. Okay. Um, go follow uh, D A D D Y C O O. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, what? You D- changed it. D A D D Y Y. Two Y. Two Y. Y Y. They gotta say Daddy. C O O P. Okay. D A D D Y Y C O O P. Go follow him. Yeah. Um, you could um, check out Paid in America album uh, on all streaming platforms. Just they go have, to PaidinAmerica.com. Yeah, PaidinAmerica.com. 3K is no C. They have merchandise on there as well. Really good quality shit. I still have shirts and hats and things from there that are in great condition, like that I bought three years ago. So. Um, purchase it. Check them out. Um, I it's been it's been a long fucking day, dude. 
a long fucking day. And what I'm time exhausted. you get up for work? Man, I've been up since 5 a.m. Mm. So my normal high energy, let's get it. Let's let's fucking get it. I ain't got that shit right now, bro. I'm sure. fucking dead. But I'm glad we got another episode in because um, I said we was going to do this and we never got a chance to really do it, do it, but let's get it. Yo, thank you for coming, bro. For sure.